0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuck Bryant, flying by the seat of our pants. Right, Chuckers? Speaking of
0: flying, you're like, let's go, let's go. I got to go to New York. Yeah. (laughs) It's your birthday tomorrow. It is. Happy birthday! This will be after the fact, of course. I can't believe you're bringing this up. So you got a little uh, birthday trip planned? That's very nice. Yumi's taking me to New York. Nothing like a uh, weekend in New York. To no, they're definitely celebrate enough. anything. I'm very excited about it. Cool. I'm
1: I'm giddy. Well, you should be. Yeah. And we were just in New York, but Where it are you wasn't staying? quite the same. Uh, Yumi didn't come with, did she? No, no, no. Um, we are staying at a friend's place. Oh, okay. Fortunately, um, we have some friends in Brooklyn
0: at uh. Well, should you say his name? At Adams. Yeah, at Adams. Yes, okay. at Adams. Cool. Tell yeah. Adam I said hello.
1: Yeah, I will. Adam and Serena's now. Oh, well, good for yeah. them. it's a lot of info. <laughs> Might as well give out their address, social security number, that kind of thing. Right. Um, Chuck, which Josh. probably gets
0: started, right? Yeah, let's do it. You enjoy a good sweat, that, right? <laughs> that has been determined. You, you know, you know about sweating. Actually, I hate a good. I I, I hate a good sweat. Do it you? Plagues me.
1: I wouldn't call it plague. I think you have it under control.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I'm in the steam room, I love a good sweat or the sauna. Yes. That's when you're supposed to sweat.
1: (laughs) I like it, too. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm totally with you. Like, this summer's been particularly hot down Uh, here in Atlanta. I don't know if you noticed. And, like, I'm at this point. There's this boiling point, I guess, that I've been hovering around for like the last four weeks. Yeah. Where like if I think about it, I can make sweat just like burst out from under my my um my pecs. It's so awful. And like all over my stomach, there's like a sweat trail, mm-hmm. uh, a, a horizontal one that I constantly have. I'm and getting like get, skin tags, probably. Right, and then
0: if you get the nerves, you get both kinds of sweat, which we'll talk about.
1: Yeah, because there's two different kinds of sweat glands. You want to just talk about sweating first, and then go into this? Yeah. Okay, How
0: about that? let's let's do that, Chuck. There's,
1: you know, the average person has like four million sweat glands all over their body. You okay. have like eight. I I buy that,
0: <laughs> right? And they're they're divided into
1: two types:
0: Ecrine and uh, porcine. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Ecrine and uh, apocrine.
1: Yeah. Epocrine. Epocrine. Ecrine and apocrine. Yeah, I think crine. You say, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't sing that. So,
1: um, the the the. the are both sweat glands, and you would think that you'd have, you know, like they'd all provide one function. They don't. You would be wrong. That's right. So Ekron sweat glands, I think, are more predominant. I think there's more of them.
0: Yeah, because they cool you down?
1: Yes. That's their. That's what they're charged with. Is
0: They don't cool me down. Or else, actually, I don't know. Maybe no, do. it would be like really, really hot if <laughs> you I would didn't be sweat dead. like I did. I you would, would be,
1: be dead. dead. Your thermostat is set high. And it's your hypothalamus, by the way. Yeah, that controls your body temperature, right? Mm-hmm. It gets uh, messages, say from like your skin, right, that things are hot, and your hypothalamus is like, oh well, I better activate the eccrine sweat
0: glands. And humidity, I reckon too, because that's what kills me.
1: Well, humidity kills you because it keeps you from sweating. Not me, man. No, it does. It it kills you. It keeps you from cooling off. I should say. Oh, it keeps the, the sweat from the evaporating. Sweat is, yeah. So okay. so it like gets backed up.
0: Yeah, but it can be like. 60 degrees and humid and Mm -hmm. I'll sweat
1: yeah the worst is when you get out of a shower and you start sweating immediately
0: oh like you go to the gym and the shower didn't take right yeah right man I think that's a Seinfeld reference too actually is it yeah George okay he had a shower that didn't take yeah
1: okay that that rings a bell yeah I'll
0: take an ice cold shower after the gym and it's still yeah just sweat.
1: Well, it takes a little while for your hypothalamus to be like, oh, okay, it's cooled down. Yeah. Right? So um, your hypothalamus, if it detects that your body temperature is getting too high mm-hmm. and needs to cool down, it um, it sends a message to your eccrine sweat glands that says, start sweating, boys. And it's a different type of sweat that you're sweating than um, the stuff that comes out of the apocrine glands, right?
0: Yeah, it's mostly uh, salty salt water, basically. Yeah. Or water and salts. But mixed together, you have salt water.
1: And electrolytes. Yeah. Have you seen Idiocracy?
0: I have. Have
1: you? Yeah. You didn't like it, you said.
0: No, I thought it was good to a point, but the one joke premise movie kind of got stale for yeah. me.
1: I liked it. But yeah, okay. But we did manage to work a movie into a sweat <laughs> That's podcast. That's right. uh, The other kind, Chuck, is Apocrine.
0: Yes. And that is uh, <laughs> usually in the... F- well... I- Is it usually in the face, face. axilla, and breast, just period, or with this condition?
1: That's where it's most heavily concentrated. Period.
0: Yes. Okay, and the axilla is under the armpit.
1: Yes, that is your armpit. We, yeah, your XLA. Yeah,
0: it's not under the armpit. No, <laughs>
1: there's nothing under the
0: armpit. No, it's just
1: dead space there.
0: That's right. Um, and uh, remember
1: when we talked about uh, deodorant versus antiperspirant? Yes. Classic SYSK episode. Boy, oh, that's
0: a long time ago.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, we talked about sweat then too. And apocrine sweat glands produce the kind of sweat that makes you stink, right? Right. So if it's just salt and water coming out of your eccrine sweat glands, that's not going to smell.
0: Sweaty palms—they're not going to stink. Right. No, they don't. You know, there's a, I mean, there's over, I think, hyperhidrosis period, but then some people get it so bad in their hands, you know, they have surgery.
1: Yeah, well, that's as that's as far as we've ever progressed with um, the treatment of sweating, of any kind of sweat problems. It's like destroying the sweat gland? Removing them, yeah. getting rid of them altogether. Or, yeah, going in with like a laser, like poo poo.
0: Yeah, I don't get the palms. It's just, it's my head and face, which is an awesome place to sweat (laughs) well your palms
1: are very hairy i imagine if they weren't they would uh (laughs) oh
0: boy they would
1: they would be far more far sweatier okay um so with the apocrine sweat glands you're sweating out water that's the vehicle that's actually moving the stuff like fats um the waste byproducts of metabolism just basically it's a way to evacuate stuff from your cells outside of it's a disposal system
0: yeah it sounds gross so when you say fats and wastes right well coming through your skin
1: yes and those don't stink in and of themselves it's the bacteria right. on your skin the local flora
0: mm-hmm. no
1: the local fauna um that eats those fats and then creates the stink as a, as uh, excrement I'm so you stink it because of bacteria B-O. excrement that's what it that is yeah so you've got both of these and both of them are capable of a condition, a very, very strange condition, called uh, chrome hydrosis.
0: I'd never heard of this. And I would—I thought I knew everything about sweating. And the reason I didn't know anything about it is because it is really, really, really rare. Yes. Like well, this is the alien hand syndrome of bodily fluids, I, I would say.
1: Yeah, of sweating, at least. Of sweating. There's a lot of weird bodily fluids <laughs> going on. Syndromes.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is when, drumroll, although you know the title... Is when your sweat is colored. Yeah, and I thought I had it bad, but no, at least I'm not imagine? sweating green.
1: That's really what it is. This um this condition, chromhidrosis, is um painless. It doesn't lead to any other conditions. It's uh, benign. It's totally benign. Yeah. It's strictly embarrassing. It's it's debilitating. I imagine. It's, I mean, you can't wear certain clothes. You certainly can't wear white because all of a sudden, like you have two large orange circles where your nipples are. Yeah, because you know? that's
0: one place where, uh, especially, uh, the apocrine version takes yeah. place is um, very typically under the armpit and at the breast.
1: Right, and, and one of the reasons why um, you can remember that apocrine sweat glands are around your nipples because they are eventually converted into um, cells that deliver milk uh-huh. when you're when you're lactating. Right. Well, not you. But, you know. I told you I had a friend that
0: lactated a guy.
1: That's right. You (laughs) did. So apocrine can turn into lactating cells. Right. That's why they're around the nipple, right?
0: Yes. And apocrine, if you have this uh, form of uh, chrome chrome hydrosis, Mm -hmm. you will sweat yellow, green, blue, black, or brown.
1: Yes. And why?
0: Specifically. Um, Because the culprit here is something called lipofuscin. I don't know if
1: it's lipofuscin or lipofuscin. It's like lipid, like fat. Yeah. It's a it's a type of fat that's been oxidized. Yeah, and it and produces it a pigment. color. Yeah.
0: And there you have it. I mean, it's pretty simple actually.
1: Yeah, mystery solved. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you come to your physician and say, "Hey, man, why are my nipples orange, producing orange sweat, or blue, or green, or yellow?" Yeah. Um, he's going to say, "I have a pretty strong idea that it's apocrine chromhidrosis."
0: I would say right away. That yeah. would be. My, I saw the orange lady. Did you see her? The uh, I saw a PowerPoint someone had done. The died. nurse? Uh, I, was she a nurse? Was no, she the I orange? No, she
1: wouldn't. No, orange. So this is such a rare condition, I don't know if we've said, that I, whoever you're talking about, mm-hmm. it was probably the first case ever documented, and that was like 2008.
0: Maybe, because it was a, a PowerPoint that some, I guess, physician had done, and it showed, she, you know, her face was blacked out, but it showed pictures of like her stained brazier and T-shirts, mm-hmm. and it was just like... I can't imagine that. I, I feel awful enough as a sweater.
1: Right. I mean, you're a sweater plus color. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which just fascinates people. You can't, you can't fault somebody when they're like, why is, what's going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? But I'm sure that happens a lot. Like, all you do is explain away, like, oh, I have this weird condition where I sweat orange. Well,
1: apparently with, um, the, this nurse that I mentioned, uh, I think she was like 26 or something like that. She spent five months wondering what the heck was going on before she went and saw, treatment she had no idea and i can't imagine sweating something yeah, right away and waiting like five months before finally going to a doctor yeah for red sweat yeah like i'm one of those guys who will like put off going to the doctor forever <laughs> right. you know yeah uh but red sweat would get me in there yeah have you
0: seen the gatorade commercial yeah where people sweat colors yeah i'm sure that's not what they were they weren't like they should have had a tag at the end to not like offend. not not chromhidrosis. Yeah, exactly. To yeah. not offend like the five people in the world <laughs> that have this.
1: So, um, Chuck, uh, the, the, we were saying like if you come in and your doctor sees that you have like blue uh, sweat coming out of your nipples, mm-hmm. they're gonna think it's apocrine chromhidrosis. You can prove definitively that it is by um, holding a black light up to the yeah. sweat because the um, li- the lipofuscins phosphores.
0: And what's right. that called, a wood, a woods lamp? I'd never heard that. Mm-hmm. I just called it a black light. Yeah,
1: because, you know, you have a basement. Yeah,
0: and I went to Spencer Gifts when I was 13. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. <laughs> Do you have any woods lamps? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's apocrine chrome hydrosis. Acrine chrome hydrosis is also uh, equally well-explained it's always a foreign object, like a dye, or yeah. something that a person's ingested that somehow gets into the ecc- eccrine sweat glands and then is is um, produced. Right. Because the one common thread between these two is that the pigment is produced in the sweat gland.
0: Yeah, that's important because uh, if you're a miner, a copper miner, sometimes you'll get a mineral mix with the sweat once it leaves the skin and it'll turn it what, right. blue.
1: Blue for copper, yeah. Right. Um. But, which is not to be confused with the blue man who no. uh, who had who took too much, some kind of copper, colloidal silver. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what it was. Wasn't he
0: a senator or something or a congressman? <laughs> was he really? They, one of the guys turned he, silver.
1: He, oh, and this guy was blue. He looked like a blue Santa Claus. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, from too much colloidal silver. So, uh yes, if you have uh, pseudochromhidrosis, it, it means that you're sweating in normal color. Or uh colorless sweat, but it's reacting with something on your skin to produce. Yeah,
0: soap. and they say get out of the copper mine, and it'll right. stop eventually.
1: Right. Stop rubbing, you know, pigment on yourself. Right. Um. But uh, with echron chromhidrosis, um, you're you're producing pigmented sweat and then sweating pigmented sweat, but it's it's not from lip- a few skins. it's from something else. And that nurse that I was talking about that waited five years, mm-hmm. uh, and I think this was in the mid '90s the late '90s. Um, she sweat red. And her um, physicians took some samples of, you know, her regular sweat, mm-hmm. and you know, compared it to the substance they found on her clothes, and said, "Yeah, you've you've got chromhidrosis, and we think it's Ekrin And well, um, it would
0: have to be because it wasn't yellow, green, blue, black, or brown, right?
1: Well, yeah, but we know so little about this that sure. if somebody start, if somebody presented with a case of red apocrine um, chromhidrosis, they'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, there's this is new, right? Right? You know." Uh, because they don't understand the mechanism behind either of them. They understand what's going on. Yeah. Or they, they understand how it's happening. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand what's going on. They have no idea.
0: Yeah, and I think this, like, alien hand is one of those where they might be able to find out, but it's so rare. There's, It's not like a lot of funding goes into this right. for research. Right. So they just treat it.
1: You know, speaking of alien hand, um, I found out about this thing. I, I wrote a blog on it recently about mere dystonia. And it was like mirror neurons and alien hand mixed together, right? So like if you have this, your brain isn't producing proteins, this one specific protein uh-huh. that basically acts as like the switch, like when you go to pick I'm going to pick this up with my right hand, All right, right so both of your both sides of your brain get the signal, but there's this protein that switches as it. like, oh okay, right, right hand, right. So this protein isn't strong enough in people with mirror dystonia, so they go like this.
0: Really? Pick up something with both hands?
1: Both hands, yes. Or both, like if they go to take a step with their right foot, they do with their left foot, too. So walking's very difficult, <laughs> to a too. jump.
0: Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? We'll have to do a full podcast on that, maybe.
1: There is not enough on it.
0: All right. Well, that was it, then. The, the, the mini-cast. mini-cast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, Ekron Chrome Hydrosis, that nurse I was talking about. Uh she was eating some sort of and I could never find out. What oh I wonder snack why you didn't was. list it. I couldn't. I thought I, it was
0: for like like oh boy, I can't say it was right. like a Keebler devil's food cake.
1: It had a t it was tomato based and had paprika and it was a prepared food that she ate as a snack constantly. So mm. the the red tomato paste and the paprika were coloring her sweat. And that's where science is baffled. They have no idea how something it gets into the sweat can gland. get into your sweat glands. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. They also don't know why some people overproduce lipofuskins or their fats become overly oxidized in, until they become lipofuskins
0: Well, Ekrin is the one that you want because the treatment for that is to identify the culprit of the foreign food, or not foreign, but this, whatever, the food that's discoloring your sweat and discontinuing that food. Yeah. It's okay, like, sorry, lady, you, you like the paprika is.
1: stuff? The lady could have been like, you know, hey, um, to heck with it. I'm going to keep eating this. It's like Forget the best this. thing I've ever eaten. Fudge yeah. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck, if you – I guess if you're stuck with apocrine chromidrosis, right, or you love your tomato paste, paprika-flavored whatever. prepared food product, <laughs> right – um that's that's my novelty throwing disc remember that on the simpsons <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um oh they it, couldn't call it a frisbee. right yeah
1: and i don't think we can either sure we can um if if you like it so much that you want to uh seek treatment what 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 are some of your treatment options
0: uh well uh, there's this substance called cap capsaicin which is the key ingredient to pepper spray and it's a and bear spray and it is uh from red pepper it's a just dry from red pepper itself, isn't it? Yeah. Like red pepper flakes? Pretty much. And it will burn you, I guess, if you spray it in your face, but apparently as a cream, it can help treat uh, the aprican version.
1: Right. And we should have said earlier, acrine sweat glands are triggered by changes in body temperature sensed by the hypothalamus. Right. Um, apocrine sweat glands are triggered by emotion.
0: Well, that's why I talked about the nerves. Right. Yeah.
1: So um, there's this neurotransmitter called substance P that apparently is involved with um, the activation of your apocrine sweat glands, right? hmm So <clears throat> with uh, with capsaicin, for some reason, it blocks the reuptake of uh, substance P, yeah. which makes you sweat less.
0: Yeah. See, mine work in concert, and I think most people that sweat more than usual work in concert because like you get hot and you're like oh crap oh yeah like if you're headed to I mean if if you're not doing anything important it doesn't matter but if you're going somewhere and you're like oh man now I'm sweating Yeah. and then the other ones kick in yep. it's even worse yeah that used to happen to me in college like I
1: couldn't sit toward the front of the class because I was really? just too self conscious and I'd start get, <laughs> my scalp would start to tingle a little bit and I'd be like is that sweat or are there bugs jumping off my
0: head and it just hit this vicious cycle are you sure that was going on I'm pretty sure college bugs jumping off your head yeah. tingling. Okay.
1: It could have all been some sort of dream.
0: Uh I also it's funny you said tingling because I don't know if this is true but I did see one account that said it's sometimes associated with an aura, like a warmth or prickling sensation. What? The this condition.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: Huh. And that it happens more often in African Americans and that the youngest age they found it in was a 11-year-old. So
1: In apocrine or eccrine Both.
0: Just the whole condition, period, I think.
1: I wonder if, like, these additional things, like, uh, you can sense them leaving your skin more than just sweat or the the standard sweat.
0: And I don't know if associated means it was, like, one of the cases or if everyone across the board said it It was kind of hazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then we also talked about um, removing sweat glands is one treatment option for hyperhidrosis and chromidrosis.
0: Yeah, and botulinum.
1: Yeah, Botox. Or what to that be do? fair, myoblock as well. Right. Um. It's it affects. It's a toxin, right? And it it affects the neurotransmitters that are involved in sweating as well.
0: Oh, the other the other one too, which is a terrible treatment, is to express the glands. <clears throat> yeah. Because it it lasts a couple of days and like basically sweat it out. But then you yeah, gotta do that every like, couple of days.
1: Or you could just go to the sauna a lot. Yeah, I imagine
0: that would help and wear maybe a like a
1: sign around your neck that says yes i know i'm sweating blue right
0: <laughs> i was stupid have you ever had to express your dog's anal glands
1: no i haven't i um I, someone roughly told me i don't remember who years ago and i was like i'm not doing that they're like well then you have to take your dog to a groomer i was like no i don't
0: yeah jerry <laughs> ever no have you ever smelled it anyone yes it is the most distinct, awful smell on it's, the planet. There's nothing worse. And it's exactly like when you smell it, you're like, okay, that's anal gland.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why they rub their, their bottoms. Yeah, They're yeah. expressing their own anal glands.
0: I know. My dogs, they self-express. <laughs> <laughs> but you smell it when it happens, and then you see them cleaning themselves, and you're just like, all right, remember, no licks for like a week. Right. On me. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I got sidetracked. So, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it, right? You got anything else? Dude, there's so much. I don't on this one. There's so much sweating stuff. I personally can tell you quite a bit about sweating, sweat glands, zits, all that stuff. I spent like a couple of months writing about this stuff for a while. Um, And this article came out of it.
0: I wonder if I never got zits because I sweat so much. I wonder if that helps keep my pores clean or something. I don't know. It also has to do with oil on the skin. And I think you're... Like, my family, none of us really got it, so I think it's hereditary to a certain degree, too, right? Uh, yeah, and
1: I think it also has to do with uh, the g- degree of uh, how sensitive your skin is. Right. Well, anyway, if you want to learn about that kind of stuff and sweating and uh, read my article on chromidrosis, type sweat into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, and it'll bring up a ton of stuff. We should do one on acne.
0: Okay. That's that's a big one.
1: Yeah. I'll bet some of our um, pubescent listeners would appreciate
0: that one. Heck huh? Yeah, am I right? Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I said, "Am I right?" So that means it's time for listener mail.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. This is someone who's correcting us, and I'm just not quite sure how right she is. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna discuss it. Uh, hey guys, I'm a fairly new fan of your show, but I really enjoy every episode. I'm dying to go back and listen to the older ones, but there are so many that it's taking some time. Mm-hmm. That's true. I just listened to the recent one about America's first murderer. It was great. At the beginning, though, I think you may have confused or lumped together Puritans and pilgrims. Uh, Pilgrims that came to Plymouth Rock in 1620 were actually separatists. Right. Because they wanted to completely break away from the Church of England, whereas the large group that settled in Massachusetts, like 10 years later, was Puritan. They wanted to purify, reform the Church of England, not break away. Uh, The Puritans and separatists had some different philosophies and beliefs, So I think it's important to make that distinction. I am a history nerd, so I think those details are cool. Please let me know if I misheard or if I don't have my facts straight. Thank you, Rachel. I'm a history nerd,
1: too. Yes. (laughs) And uh, I don't know the answer to that one.
0: I looked it up, and I got a little confused, to be honest, because it was a little bit like that rectangle or square thing. Like, I think some of the separatists, or some of the Puritans were separatists, but not necessarily the other way around or something, mm-hmm. or pilgrim. I don't know. I got confused.
1: Oh, so you're saying some of the pilgrims were separatists, but not all separatists were pilgrims? One I of those kind of things? I think
0: so, but... I, I mean,
1: I could see it. That explains why there is a, a, the, the word separatists and the word Puritans. Yeah. And I'm sure it describes the same group. I think I would argue, though, that um, it matters so little at this point that... we Okay, lump them together.
0: She's saying that... I think she's saying that there were no... Puritan pilgrims
1: okay well we'll
0: find out we'll either find out someone will set us straight that really knows it or we will just say Rachel (laughs) thank you for the correction yeah either way
1: I'm gonna go look okay I I can't let this rest let me know even if it doesn't matter any longer I still need to know
0: and it's not like I didn't care I did look but it's we're busy now. I didn't have quite enough time to fully research it
1: Well, uh, okay, if you have an amazing historical fact that's been lost to the ages of time that you want to tell us about, we're very interested in that kind of stuff, right? Right. Uh, Send us an email. You totally should. You can address it to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com.
0: Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future, Join House to Fork staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?